It's game week three already and we may be heading for another lockdown, but the fantasy football hangover strives on, jam-packed with unsocially distanced tips, our thoughts on the comings and goings in the Premier League and a message from one of Alan Partridge's best friends. Aha! Hello and welcome to episode three of season three of the Fantasy Football Hangover. I'm Will and I'm back here with Rich and Rob. Hey Rich. Hey Will, how are you feeling today? Yeah, okay, okay. Loving being on Zoom. I'm just living life on Zoom and it's wonderful. Drinking my water. Who needs real people? And let's not forget Rob. Hello Rob. I'm a real person. I'm going to crack open a can. You ready? Oh, lovely. Lovely can of sparkling water. Oh, <laughs> we've changed. We've How changed. How do you feel about water in cans? Still slightly confuses me. I feel weird about still water in cans. Sparkling's fine. Cans should contain sparkling liquid. Yeah, it should be a rule, shouldn't it? Yeah. It's the only rule I live by. <laughs> <laughs> Must is in can. Yeah, that's fair. So we'll, uh, we'll, kick off with six and sticks d which is our tips and i should say that last week we tipped very well we did good didn't we yeah so so if you want some tips then just listen to this next 60 seconds then you can just switch off that's all you need (laughs) but we um yeah i tipped uh daniel podence and j rod james rodriguez and they got 26 points between them so great tipping but did I own either? Did I fuck? Yeah. Oh, Why do we do this every season? Why do we? I actually listened to my own tips this week. I, I brought in Dominic Calvert-Lewin who promptly scored a hat-trick. So a large portion of smug run to this corner of the studio, please. Um, yeah, I, I did also tip Vardy. He did nothing. But Yeah. yeah. I, I, I went for my ex-boyfriend, Ralph Jimenez, and Philip Foden's fringe, and they both scored pretty well. I think Foden got nine and Jimenez got six or seven, did he? Yeah, so, yeah, we we are good, and we're about to uh, share more wisdom. Yeah, prepare to be dazzled. Right, first up, Kevin De Bruyne, new number 10 role at the City of Manchester. 11.6 million, he's crept up slightly, he's on penalties. Leicester leads, and Ars- uh, sorry, Leicester leads Arsenal and West Ham next. And then Castagne, is that how you say it? Probably not. Castagne at Leicester, right back. 5.5 million, 8.5% owned, playing like a right winger, getting goals, assists. They've got City, West Ham and Villa next. Go, Rich. Okay, I've got Emmy Martinez. Just don't sell him. Don't ever sell him. 4.5 million starter, clean sheet penalty save, first week, 13 points. Bang, Fulham next. And then I've got Philippe Foden, who Robert tipped last week. 6.5, looks like he's starting. Only 5% owned, 5.4% owned. Looks like he could have scored more against Wolves. Go well. Right, I've got Chris Wood, 6.5 million. A bit of a differential here. He scored against Leicester. And his next opponent, Southampton, have started badly. Could be a fun option for a risk taker. 
And then it's on nine million, less of a risk against an erratic Newcastle. Spurs at lethal against Southampton, and I'm loving Sonny on all or nothing. <laughs> a bit over, but Rob was slow to start, so sorry. Well, it's fine. It's fine. You, yeah, you stumbled over your Arsenal as well. Uh, it's because I wrote it down as arse. It threw me. Ah, uh, yeah. Do that, could I? Just to save three letters. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I had a bit of that internal dilemma where you just sort of, yeah, I, I did want to tip Spurs players after how they performed. Well, I didn't, obviously didn't at all in any, but I just briefly flashed through my mind that were I being uh, impartial, they'd be straight at the front. So I'm glad you got Son in there, Will. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I loved uh, Jose suggesting that Kane should have got man of the match, though. That was... Um... Yeah, so he actually interrupted a live interview, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his, his own... Uh, Loving way, yeah. But thankfully, Son is basically the nicest man on the planet, so didn't really care. Yeah. Um, so ne- next episode, I, I really want to talk about um documentaries and basically depictions of sport on, on screen. So it could be films, it could be TV programs, it could be documentaries. So next week, let's come up with our sort of best and worst of, of depictions because I've been very much enjoying all or nothing the latest series which is focusing on spurs on amazon prime if you haven't checked that out please do listeners and listeners get in touch with your suggestions for the best sporting films documentaries depictions on screen it could be dream team it could be that brilliant documentary about Leighton orient it could be sunderland or die whatever uh let us know on all the usual channels Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. So yeah, back to back to tips. I, I was tempted by some Chelsea players because yeah. although they weren't great against Liverpool, or I suppose Liverpool actually were just way better than Chelsea. Um just simply because the promoted sides so far in their two games apiece have conceded 23 goals between them. And Chelsea got West Brom next, is that right? Yeah, yeah Chelsea away at West Brom. Yeah, I think as well, it's always, you know, it's trying to, it's the best thing in FPL is if you get ahead of the curve. I don't think too many people will be looking at Chelsea players because they haven't had an incredible start. But um, yeah, I think it's a good shout. You might get one of those, you know, top scorer of the week, whatever nonsense they call it now. King of the game week, the bad white sponsor. <laughs> um, I think Timo Werner is one of the most transferred out players this week because he was heavily, well, heavily not really come and done it yet. But yeah, I, I, I had a look this morning and it was between him and Aubameyang. And I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you, um, do you know? who the most transferred out player was ahead of game week two. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I'll give you a clue. Go on. You would have been really pissed off if you transferred him out. Oh, uh, it wasn't Calvert-Lewin, was it? No, it was on the head, Son. It was Son. Yeah, 485,000 managers got rid of him. That's a tough pill to swallow. And actually, I bet a lot of them transferred him out to bring in Fernandez ahead of... Yeah, a lot of people went Fernandez against Palace. 
But Aubameyang, I think, seems to be the one. Will's just had to leave us, by the way. We should say he's not he's not sulky. He just had to um, <laughs> quickly deal with something. Um, Do you know what? I, I watched the Man City game last night and they were so good. And Kevin De Bruyne was so good. I yeah. panicked and I transferred him in for Aubameyang right then and then, full time. It's not a bad shout because Aubameyang's going to lose you a bit of money and De Bruyne has already gone up point, point 0.1 so he'll make you a bit of money. I'm thinking of doing the same. Just looks like one of those players you've got to have, doesn't he? Totally, um, yeah. You always think, oh, maybe he won't pick up at the level of last season, but he was just, he really dominated that game. I, I watched the Leicester Burning game, it was on BBC, wasn't it? And yeah. I actually I sat on the sofa and looked for, is it Castagno? Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. And I looked at him in midfield and he wasn't there. I was like, oh, he's a forward. I'm not, I'm not getting him as a forward. And just left it. And then when I looked this morning ahead of us recording this, I was like, oh, wow, he's a defender. So it's 5.5 million, but he just looks like one of those players you've got to have. He, he gets forward so much. He's up there, you know, like he's playing on the right wing. Playing on yeah, the right he, he looks the absolute real deal. Really good in the air as well. And I remember I, I saw him a couple of times because he's playing for um, that Atlanta team that went through to the Champions League quarters, was it? Um, and yeah. they were just breathtaking to watch and he was a big part of the way they attacked so I think he's looking like a really good signing I think that's a great shout yeah I'd love him to be five million though that'd just make it a no-brainer yeah I just I just think he might creep up I mean obviously they've got Man City next but their fixtures after that are pretty good uh West Ham and Villa after that so and they look they look pretty slick they look like they're in good form but um, I, was, um, I was impressed by Brighton again at the weekend um yeah I thought they I thought they looked good game week one um and they look great. And there was sort of, there were a few, I mean, Lamptey, Tarek Lamptey was probably the standout player. He did look like he went off with a bit of a knock towards the end of the game. So I don't know what his injury status is, but 4.5 million, again, for a fullback, he pretty much plays as a winger. Yeah. A team that looked like they'll score goals. I thought he was great. And then I thought Ben White, um, the guy who was so good at Leeds last season, looked good again. And Trossard, who's, I think the scout just did a piece on him today, actually. He's uh, yeah. he's six million, but he's sort of playing off Neil Mope up front. So Has he got a couple of assists, is that right? He's got a couple of assists. He's looked, yeah, he's got in those positions where it looks like, you know, a guy is going to get chances and score a few. I don't know why Brighton are always one of those teams I avoid, but I'm not entirely sure why. But I, yeah. I think right, I think Lamberty looks good. And yeah, I was thinking trust. You know, they, this is that time of the season, isn't it? I think after game week three, when everyone has a bit more of an idea of who's starting, who's who's the good budget option, um, and you know, the team start taking a bit of shape, don't they? But I think yeah. that's that's a pretty good shout. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? I know Will um, he'll be back with us in a minute, but I know he's he's hovering his finger over the wildcard button. Are you are you tempted to do the same at all, Rob? I've got two transfers in the bank, so I'm going mini wildcard. Nice. I'm definitely going to make three transfers for a four-point hit, which I know we've discussed before. Um, works well, out. Well, Joppa from FPL take the hit. Said on last week's show, doesn't he? Just take the hit. Yeah, take it. Um, but I'm even tempted to do a eight-point hit, but I don't think I will because I'll do one of them where you know I'll just have a good bench and I kind of think somebody's got a couple on the bench, all right, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking uh, De Bruyne, uh, Rodriguez, or Hammers, uh, uh, Everton, um, and then maybe sort of getting another defender in, or maybe looking up front to clear a bit of money. But I don't want to get rid of, um, I don't want to get rid of Werner ahead of uh, them playing West Brom. 
No, no, I the definitely wouldn't. Skipping him out for Jimenez, but I don't know. Because Wolves, Wolves fixtures are, are really nice, aren't they? Oh, they've got such good fixtures. And Jimenez started the season really well, hasn't he? Yeah. And Will obviously tipped Podence um, last week, didn't he? And he, he looked like he could have scored a hat-trick if he knew how to finish properly against City. The second yeah. half, Wolves are coming on really strong. Um, yeah. And he had a couple of really good chances. So, yeah, and as, as you said earlier, without Hopper anymore, who's off, gone to Liverpool, he's, uh, he's based in the starting lineup. feels pretty nailed. For my captain this week... So last week we had Amelie in the studio um, as part of the Clark household crash. She chose uh, Aubameyang of Arsenal uh, ahead of Bruno Fernandez uh, of Manchester United, uh, which looked like it could be a bit folly. Um, Aubameyang got an assist and a clean sheet, which gave him five points, whereas Fernandez blanks and United's defeat Palace. So the children have triumphed again. One well, nil. One nil up already. Unstoppable. And um, we say, listeners, if you'd like to send in a toddler captain tip, um, please do. You can contact us, any of our social media channels, or email us, ffhangover at gmail.com. So do get in touch. Um, we'd love to hear a few more voices on. Who are you, who are you guys captaining? Oh, do you know what, Will? I haven't actually yeah, I Because I, I've got the two transfers in the bank, which will probably come come three I don't know yet I haven't depends on what I do there I guess um, provision yeah provision I've got it hovering over Jimenez because they've got West Ham United well, they did look a bit better against Arsenal West Ham but you still Wolves have started red hot so yeah I think I think if I get KDB in I might stick it on him as a safe bet what are you thinking Will have you got a decision yeah I, I, KDB would be my safe safety I know they're playing Leicester who've had a good really strong start but um City looked really clinical yesterday. I thought they looked really good, considering they've not really got a sense forward. And um, also, it does depend on fixtures because they have to save it for a treat. So that, yeah, <laughs> it's got to be one of the later games. So yeah, City Leicester could work that Sunday at half four, three games after it on the Sunday evening and Monday. I like this yeah. double Monday thing, don't you? Yeah, double Monday's fun. I like that. It's great. Yeah, my, it's driving my wife absolutely mad. But, um, <laughs> It's brilliant. I love it. You should say you should save a Salah. Salah would be perfect captain for you, Rob. Yeah, I'm got it on my team at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, it's uh, it would be a good thing. He always um, does very often score against Arsenal. He does, doesn't he? Well, he loves to go against that. Go against up the arse. Join the fantasy football hangover FPL league using the code Q4LH9M. That's Q4LH9M. Yummy, yummy football. Um, so, did you guys hear from anyone this week? Any of our loyal listeners? Yeah, I had something in from Jonesy three four three, who sent a little story. It was doing the rounds on BBC a couple of days ago. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but um, the title was "Tricky Winger 
exclamation mark parrot lands on brazil stars head during training <laughs> so this this was from a training session of the brazil women's national team uh where, where um i think they must have just been taking a sense or something but the footage starts with uh, one of their strikers with this bright blue and yellow macaw on her head um one of the trainers comes and tents it off onto a football and then it flies off into the goal how did she react did it freak her out or was she quite like, calm really chilled about it it seemed it could be an everyday occurrence i think it just happens all the time i saw it it's brilliant we'll it's post right. it on the socials yeah. I, once, yeah I once had a parakeet fly quite aggressively towards me repeatedly um i was wearing an orange top i think it might have thought i was a binman or something and that i should have food or like access to food and that was quite <laughs> frightening i wouldn't i wouldn't have been relaxed <laughs> you know like how seagulls always flock around there all the bit that was my theory anyway right they yeah they I think they do know parakeets know people's professions and yeah. they've got luminous. <laughs> luminous yeah, that is apparently, why yeah. Sari left Chelsea um, kept getting attacked by parakeets, thinking he's a bin man. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know it's it's West London. They're very tame. They think tourists feed them off their off their hands and stuff. Um, but I I actually heard from sorry from a superficial acquaintance of the show Richard Skidmore. And um, I apologise for getting back a little bit after the event, but he asked he asked about playing his wild card in game week two because of goalkeeper Martinez uh, leaving Arsenal, and he asked us if we thought that was a good a good valid reason to play your wild card. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get back in time, but uh, would you two have any suggestions there? Don't don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it. Unfortunately, he did. And uh, yeah. he, put, he put Leno in goal instead. He scored him two points compared to Martinez's thirteen points. And that's the wild card. There you go. You get one. In, you get another one in January. It's fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. I had I had uh, something from Tricky Tom, um, who I presume is a Forest fan, because he asked about Matty Cash and what I thought of him last night for Villa. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got Matty Cash in my team, so I I was happy. At five points. Up until I think the 80th minute, he was on for uh, some bonus points, but he got a yellow card. Uh, but I think he played really well. Had a really good shot on target. Um, I heard for, he created quite a lot of chances, yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he was brilliant for Forrest and he's uh, sorely missed. But uh, yeah, I think he's a, it's always nice. I was chatting to someone about this um, the other day, but it's always nice when if a, a player leaves, at least they go to a club where they're going to get first team football rather than going to a big club and you know sitting on their bench um you'd rather see them actually play so it's good and i think cash will be he's five million on the game and i think he could um make a few surprises so i would i would yeah. tip him our um, our old friend and former guest king pierce Shaw is uh champion him with mass cash yeah, yeah right we'll have to see if he can get any inside knowledge on him but yeah he does look like a decent wing back doesn't he yeah like very side. good and then talking of Keen Pierce Shaw, who is in our uh, All Star League, we yeah. also heard from Tom Stab this week. So Tom Stab, for people who don't know, he's been a guest on the podcast. He is one of the co-hosts of Monkey Tennis, which is the number one Alan Partridge fan podcast. Which uh, they're loving life at the moment because there is a new Partridge podcast series, an official podcast. Partridge podcast series. 
to go along with this unofficial fan podcast. Oh, there's a lot to talk about. Oh, man. Podcast. You've done well there, Will. That's my podcast. head. But uh, if you haven't checked out Mikey Tennis, please do. It's uh, a really fun podcast if you're into Partridge, as we all are, I'm sure. Uh, and Tom Stab won our, he was the top scorer in our All Star League this week, just beating, uh, who did he just beat? Kelsey Grimes by five points. Kelsey and Grimes, yeah. The aforementioned King Pierce Shaw, but 104. So, oh, good score. Three, three triple figure score, uh, managers, that's decent, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, where was his? Uh, wow, well, he, he had Marnie, De Bruyne, Son, Mitrovic, Ings. Blimey. That's a big, big team. Yeah. Well done, Tom. So, sure it is. Yeah, let's, let's hear what uh, Thomas had to say. Hi, gang. Delighted to have ended the week on 113 points. I think that might be my highest ever score from all the years of doing fantasy football. Um, basically, what happened was all front seven of my team scored. Um, my four midfielders and my three strikers. So, De Bruyne, De Bruyne's going to do De Bruyne things, so you've got to have him in there. Mane um, got a lucky second, but um, if Kepa's on the pitch, there's always a chance of some kind of howler. Diangana, um, who I rated really massively in the Championship, I'm glad he's carried on his form into the Premier League, and he's really cheap as well. He'll play every game. He's going to be their creative outlet. Um, and Juan Minson, having watched the Spurs documentary, he seems like a nice lad. And I want nice lads in my team because um, I want nice lads to do well. And I like seeing Juan Minson smiling. Brings joy to my heart. Uh, and then my front three of Antonio, Ings and Mitrovic. I mean, they do what they do best. Mitro is going to play every game. Um, so that's where the goals are going to come from. Ings is just carrying on that form from last season. And Antonio, for the first time, is now a striker as opposed to a midfielder because that's where Moyes seems to be playing him through the middle. And, yeah, he's got pace. He's got strength. He's a really good underrated header of the ball as well. Um, so he's a good player to have and relatively cheap. My defence was pretty shocking, actually, this week. Luca Dean um, conceding um, two against West Brom. Uh, Walker-Peters getting an assist, but still conceding five. McCarthy conceding five. Um, and my saving grace in defence was Alexander-Arnold because, you know, he's going to do bits. So there's a reason he's the most expensive defender. So um, I don't know about tips. I guess for the front line, try and pick the players who you know are going to play every single week. There's no point in, in picking high-priced midfield uh, strikers who are potentially not going to play every week or they're going to be rotated. Mitrovic is going to play every game. Ings is going to play every game. Antonio is going to play, play every game. And if they're going to score, it's going to come from one of them. And then De Bruyne, I love him so much. He's the best player in the Premier League for me. Always going to be in the team. So yeah, it's it's that's kind of it really. I don't really have any plans. It's just kind of make sure you're picking players who you know are going to play. My bench is pretty shocking as a result of that. But yeah, um, hope all is well with you guys. Hope you're staying safe. Hope all the listeners are staying safe and all the participants of the Fantasy Football League this season. Um, all the best. And uh, let's hope there's no uh, cancellation of football because what else are we going to do? Um, all the best. Bye. Bye, Tom. Cool. Thanks, Tom. That's very kind yeah, of thanks, you. Tom. We could have just played that at the beginning and put our feet up. I know. Very, well, very thorough. Very thorough. What was the, the, the uh, pronunciation of Son? Was he calling him on? No, I think he said his full name. 
Fem, fem Son. Yeah. Yeah. It did sound a little bit, it sounded almost like it was saying Robinson. Yeah. Um, maybe that's the anglicised version of Hong mm. Son. Yeah, but yeah, that's a, that's a massive score. 113 game week two. Boom. Okay, let's talk transfers, transfer rumours, transfers, transfers, transfers. Get them on your arm, get a wet sponge. Don't take it off too early because it just rips. It's really annoying. Top tips, top transfer tips there. Yeah. That's it. That's it then. Transfer tips. (laughs) Done. Yeah. uh, How long we've got left? Two weeks till the transfer window closes, I believe. Slam shut. It is Tuesday, isn't it? That is uh, big deals happening now, aren't they? Tuesday the twenty second is today. Is, yeah. yeah. Yes. Just in case anything happens overnight that we don't mention. So Barrett Gale being the big one that happened in the last what was it twenty four forty eight hours, and you see he's just been listed as nine point five million midfielder. Yep. What tempting? Ignoring that. Tempting in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Let's see how Spurs progress. So much fitness. Yeah, I'll, I'll park that one for the season and uh, <laughs> see where else I can go. Um, Rich, you must be wanting to get on the party party. Oh, the party party. This, yeah, this, you know, your club is sort of, often there's a transfer rumour that's kind of synonymous with your club. This this Thomas party to Arsenal rumour feels like it has been doing the rounds for about three years. And it reminds me of... Um, the sort of days of the late 90s, mid-late 90s, where the transfer rooms were ma- mainly garnered from CFAX. <laughs> and Bastion Frey, I'm not sure if you remember him, he played in goal for Palmer in the mid-90s, was linked to Arsenal every season for about five years. And it was always on CFAX or teamtalk.com, I think you could pick oh, up. I love teamtalk. Yeah, and it would, be, it would like crop up on 606 as well. And it was just like this ongoing saga. Obviously, he never signed for Arsenal. And I feel like the Thomas Partey one is exactly that. Sure. Is, he only, is he not just backup, though? I don't, is he even, would he even play? Yeah, I think he would, uh, because I think Arteta wants to move to a back four and play three in midfield, but we've only got two decent midfielders at the minute. But so is he any good? I don't know much about him. I don't. I mean, he's he's big and strong and twenty seven, and he might. Yeah, I guess the wild fan expectation is it's the Vieira replacement we never made. Okay. But yeah, so he scored. Up. He scored four goals last season for Atletico Madrid as well. So a, a potential few yeah. goals. Nice. Yeah, a recent success. So he he will be good, um, but I don't think he'll sign. There's a there's a few United rumours as there always are. Obviously, the big one is Jaden Sancho, which probably will never happen. But the yeah. two that I was looking at with uh, so Osimo Dembele, who's at Barcelona and has not really had many opportunities at Barcelona, but um, very good forward, um, and apparently rumoured to to be going to United on loan with then a 
option to buy. I mean, I'm not really sure what the need for that is for United. Do they need, really need a, an attacking player? Um, well, yeah, there's a rumour they get. I mean, not that he's played, but there's a rumour they're getting rid of um, of Lingard, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yes, yeah, he's been linked with a couple of clubs. Although Mourinho has said he doesn't want him at Spurs. Yeah, I saw that. The Spurs fans must have been nervous when that rumour surfaced. Yeah, bless him. Um, and then, but Alex Tellez seems to be uh, on his way there, basically. So he's a, a left back, Brazilian from Porto, around twenty million. Yeah. So that that would seemingly be the end of Luke Shaw. Uh, okay, and then uh, Deli Ali as well, allegedly leaving Tottenham. Yeah, for the bright lights of Paris, that'd be yeah. quite an interesting one, wouldn't it? Playing yeah. alongside Neymar and and you know the other people who play for Paris Saint Germain. He's certainly transferred out of my side, Deli Ali. He was my oh, yeah. my big risk, yeah. my big risk, and it definitely didn't pay off. Well, the one the one that's uh, you know seven point five midfielder that I think a lot of people will be signing, which. Who uh, did you mention him last week, Rich? It's James Rodriguez. Um, well, I think looks like I will. Sorry, looks like an incredible transfer because I was looking into that, and he was. I didn't realise he was a free. It didn't cost him a single penny to come from Real. He was on loan most of last season from Real Madrid, uh, where he only played about nine games. So I guess still might want to watch his fitness, but. And anyone else got him or jumping on that bandwagon? That yeah, I, I, I um, as soon as Ali didn't play in the uh, in the Spurs match, I brought in Rodriguez because I I kind of assumed there'd be some price changes going on. So yeah, he he will be in my side whatever happens next week. Yeah, he looks he looks the real deal, doesn't he? I've got I've got Barnes Harvey Barnes in at that price point at the moment. He played very well the other day, but I'm I'm thinking. Maybe after next week, I might switch into Hammers. Yeah, yeah they got Palace, Brighton, and Liverpool next. And at the moment, you know, I know Liverpool kept a clean sheet, but against ten men half a game, you look at Liverpool and you, I don't know, I don't know if clean sheets are going to happen that much this season. But yeah, I'm thinking about getting him too. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. He, looks, he looks the business. One thing I was going to mention about rumours. I don't know if you guys have been spotting a lot of rumours cropping up on Instagram. You've seen this like you'll see i don't know if you use any aggregator sites i use news now um arsenal which kind of aggregates lots of arsenal stories and you can just click on a few interesting headlines but lots of them are like um you'll never guess who trent alexander arnold and um henderson have liked their posts and they'll have liked a post by tiago and then there'll be this spin-off story and all this fan reaction on instagram and twitter going definitely gonna sign definitely gonna happen there was one the other day, Declan Rice uh, liked a post Man United did about having a big transfer window and suddenly uh, a load of West Ham fans started throwing their toys out of the pram and United fans started getting very excited. And it's happened, Thomas Party as well, back to him. Um, I think his sister started following Arsenal and then there were all these kind of spin-offs. Have you seen a lot of that? It feels like a, a modern phenomenon. That That's really interesting. It's, it kind of replaced the, uh, you know, my uncle Bob cleans the runways that he throw and saw so and so in, and you know those. It's ones. interesting though, isn't it? Because I remember reading a couple of seasons back, you know, the world of social media, and I'm sure it's been happening for a long time. But clubs and uh, you know scouts will look at a player's profile on social media to try and gauge what you know their priorities are, what they're passionate about, and if they're more likely to be distracted and going out. And, 
you know, so it's, it's quite a, it's a dangerous world, isn't it? Because everything can be overanalyzed as you just demonstrated with. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if yeah, maybe United had checked up on Mason Greenwood, they would have found him experimenting with nitrous oxide or something. Thought <laughs> twice. Or actually, yeah, Mar- Mar- Shamak. I remember, yeah, former Arsenal and Palace player, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, doing a lot of shishas and experimenting with nit- nitrous oxide. Maybe if social media had been perused more, scrutinised more carefully, that may have been. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I, as well, I, you know, when they mock up the, them in the new kit before the transfer even happens, that kind of annoys me. I know, I know why it happens, but I, just, I want to see the real photo. I hate when they just plonk the head on someone else's body. And it's like really exciting, isn't it? Once you get that transfer, when you see them wearing it for the first time or juggling the ball in front of a, a, a ground of taps, that's always, a, that's always the best moment. It's definitely how the fans of Ado Den Haag will be feeling, knowing that they've uh, signed Ravel Morrison. <laughs> oh, really? I, didn't know. I know we're always intrigued into the career of Ravel Morrison. And of course, we if you if you remember from last season, we talked about Ado Den Haag because Alan Pardew was the, the manager. He is no longer the manager. Uh, he lasted a, a grand taste of four and a half months. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ravel Morrison has made made the switch to Dutch football. He's already played, I think, in in Italy, Mexico, um, maybe Belgium? yeah, maybe let's say Belgium. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. he's moved around. And what wow. what, do you, what do you think of uh, Yota to Liverpool? Yeah, it's a weird one. That forty one million or something, wasn't it? It's um, yeah. I, I hope he plays. Yeah. Do they need him? I I don't know. Is he sure. like a Firmino replacement or something? What's the deal? It's a funny one because they because Minamino hasn't really like you feel he was brought in to do that role that is probably just take the yeah. pressure off Salah, Mane, or Firmino, whoever needs rotating. And he and hasn't as well. I think he's a good player though, Yotta. I do, and I, I did read something that it was that they're trying to lower the age profile of Liverpool a little bit. That a lot of their players are kind of hitting the back end of their twenties and. And he comes in at 23 and can, has potential to grow. But yeah, he scored seven goals, seven goals last season in the Prem. I know he didn't start every game. I'm, I'm a little bit cynical. You know, I hope I hope he does well, you know, because he's quite a lively player, like you said. But it feels like a lot of money to me. Yeah, well, he's he's freed up Podence, hasn't he? Basically, Wolves will. Looks like Podence is going to come. I haven't seen Wolves play yet. Does he look good? Yeah, he's looked decent. Yeah, yeah, he came on as a sub in the game just gone. Uh, did he? Did he? No, I think he started. He yeah. did start. He no, started. He, start. he should have scored a hat trick, probably. Hayden, I'll have a look. Um, yeah, have you got any uh, any exciting transfer news? Well, I just saw that Nottingham Forest have just signed someone. Oh, another player, have we? Who have we just signed? We've just signed. Uh, let's have a look. Big news, just in on the transfer window. Uh, Nottingham Forest. Oh, hang on, Villa have just signed someone. No, that's a, that's an extension. Aberdeen and Nottingham Forest agreed a three a fee of three million plus two million in add-ons for defender Scott McKenna. Oh uh, yeah, I did see that. McKenna's good. Is yeah, he? Paul, Paul's yeah. brother, isn't he? Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, hip, he's a hypnotic defender. Um, <laughs> the, the only one I've seen is that is that uh, Edward Mendy is joining Chelsea, um, new goalkeeper, twenty eight million. So one would assume he is a replacement uh, for Kepa, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, worth, 
especially for you, Will, and for anyone else there with their wildcard finger twitching, sometimes good to have that wildcard ready after the transfer window closes, isn't it? Just yeah. A couple of players come in that you really want and you can't afford or whatever. Yeah, the more I think about it, I've really been dwelling on playing my wildcard and the more I think about it, I'm, I'm not going to do it because it's only been two weeks and all the bandwagons are still ongoing and yeah. no one actually knows if... Um, you know who's going to be good and who's not two weeks is too soon to judge so I just I had a really good first week but I had a bad second week so I just feel twitchy because I didn't have any City players I don't have any Spurs well no I had the wrong Spurs players I don't have any Everton players but I can I can make a few transfers I might take a four or an eight point hit to make things work what are you thinking for game week three have you two got a got a plan yet because there's, I mean, after the amount of goals that were scored this weekend, it looks like there could be a few, you know, Chelsea at West Brom, which we mentioned earlier. Man United-Brighton will be interesting after Man United slow start. Spurs at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah I, I sort of feel like maybe the, the days of the expensive defenders is over and it's back to loading your your midfield and, and front line with, with, with solid options. Um, yeah. Kane, Kane was great at the weekend, so that's interesting. I'm not jumping on the Bamford ban, the Bamford <laughs> wagon um, at all, because I yes. still have yeah. seen him play enough football to know that he's no good. You think um, it might be a bit like Pookie last season. He had a great start, didn't he? And then he went very quiet for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess maybe it would have been good to have jumped on when he was 5.5 because he's now 5.7, so you'd have gained a bit of value. He's already he gone up. His, to... um, he took his goal well at the weekend. Yeah, he ran fast. But, yeah, I'm in no hurry to get on that bandwagon at all either. Has he been in touch, actually? He be, yeah, he loves getting in touch. He's absolutely buzzing, isn't he? He's still gloating about his pace and goals and stuff, yeah. Well, let's let's hear from him then. Hello, oh, is the fastest runner in the Premier League football division, Patrick Bamford here. Has scored more goals, I think you might have noticed, against all the best defenders in the Premier League. This is for Fulham United has scored some goals for them. So now everyone's realising I am actually the fastest runner. Other day someone tried to spit on me and I ran away from it because I ran so fast and it didn't even land on me. It probably had COVID virus on it as well, so I still can run a fast away from it and just keep doing it lads it's just no one can get near me that's why I keep scoring goals and doing all the, all the best running in, in all of the football well lovely to hear from PB um, he'll be very happy about his recent form as we know so yeah it's good yeah he's a good, he's a good lad isn't he I just just wouldn't put him in my team I'd, I'd, I'd go for a jog with him probably couldn't keep up but no. never he'd be a good pace setter he's yes way yeah. too is way too quick. Um, but are you looking at any Leeds players? Because you know, didn't we predict at the beginning of the season that they could do a Sheffield United? They won't do a Sheffield United because they they, they they concede too many goals to be a Sheffield United. They do look good, but I still I'd like to see them play someone good. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I know obviously they played Liverpool in the first day of the season, but let, let, let's let's see them against some other opposition before we start well, saying they're the best team in the world. They have an amazing yeah. PR team behind them because people just seem to talk about them all the time. I think that, yeah, I mean, I think everyone seems to love their manager, don't they? And, you know, yeah, see where they settle. But it's always good to make teams get a good price on a player that might 
consistently score your points. But I'm not sure who that is yet. Yeah, I think we've got, got to kind of wait to see. There's probably, the, I mean, we thought the defenders, didn't we, from looking at their record last season, that looks like folly in every area because they're just going to ship hundreds of goals. But yeah, the three midfielders, Harrison, uh, Costa and Fletch, all look a decent shout. Yeah, Costa's their most transferred in player this week. He's 5.6 million midfielder. Um, and the most transferred player overall, do you want to have a guess who that is on the back of game week two? It's pretty mm. close. Son. It's Son in second and DCL's at the top. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And Zaha's sneaking in there at six. What do you think about Zaha? He's someone I often avoid in FPL, even though I'm a Palace fan. Yeah, it's hard to know if Roy will... I mean, they've kind of started so well, haven't they? You must be over the moon, Rob, because um, I don't think any yeah. of us really foresaw this kind of start. And no, I'd, I'd tip them to go down. Yes, so. Which I think is fair. Um, but Wolf, Wolf seems to be taking it seriously. I saw he's got the captain's armband as well, which is good. And maybe he's kind of gone, do you know what, this is the last... Well, he's probably been saying it for about three years. This is my last season of Palace. Either that or... I mean, yeah, he seems focused. But, yeah, he could still go in the next few weeks, couldn't he? But, yeah, they, they've Palace have looked all right. And, and even defensively, you know, um, we're, we've got a, a kind of youth academy left-back in Mitchell who, again, might... Only last a couple of weeks because Van Arnholt will be back soon. But yeah, we haven't looked bad. Some one one fit centre back and Kiate playing as a makeshift centre back. The keeper's always tempting, I think, at Palace. He makes a lot of big saves. He's five million, I think, later. Yeah. Yeah, and but you guys have got Everton this this weekend, yeah. haven't you? Which I, I think will be tighter game than people think. I wouldn't even be surprised if that was a draw. Might be a two two, Rob. Ah, uh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Two twos everywhere. What do you think about Liverpool Arsenal then? Last last game of the game week. What do you think is going to happen there? Oh, I think it'll be. I mean, Arsenal's game against Fulham looked pretty good. Then against West Ham, we sort of lacked quite a lot of creativity and didn't really create too many chances. I think it'll be a relatively comfortable Liverpool victory. I think they're just their front three looked electric at the weekend. And they're just you know, they. They're a bit iffy about against Leeds, but they looked like back to their old selves. And was, there were some stats about Thiago, weren't there? He's isn't it the 45 minutes he played, he's made the most passes in 45 minutes of any Premier League player. And he yeah. just looked like he's gonna just he looked class, doesn't he? Move. Yeah, he looked yeah, just ready made to go in, and that can only help Mane, Salah, and Firmino. And it seems when one's doing it, when one's not doing it, the other one's gonna step up out of those three. So, and it's normally Salah against Arsenal, so. I yeah, feel, yeah. We'll, we'll do all right. We'll remain competitive, but probably lose. Are you tempted by any uh, Villa players, which we touched on earlier, with them playing for Fulham on the Monday night? Well, ten, yeah, tip Martinez, and I think he he could be a season keeper because he'll get save points. I know they'll concede a fair few goals, but you could probably set and forget with him to an extent. Or if you had him and Matt Ryan, I'm sure you could rotate him. He's yeah, he's him and Matt Ryan are both good options, and and then obviously I said Matty Cash. But no, no forwards for Villa. They looked a bit goal shy. Yeah, that's, he's fancying to score a few against Fulham, though, like he would anyone at the moment, right? Yeah, and then Southampton don't look great, so it's uh, that sort of changes a few, a few things for people, I'd imagine, with Ings. And uh, I know, I know, quite a few people had uh, uh, Carl Walker Peters as well, so. 
Yeah, I've got three Southampton players, weirdly. Mm. I've got McCarthy, Walker Peters, and Ings. I'm going to stick with Ings, but yeah, it might change those other two gradually. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. I've got Walker Peters and McCarthy. I think Walker Peters is going to be phased out, and McCarthy, I'll. I mean, I've got Ryan as my other keeper, so it doesn't really matter too much, but when I get a free transfer, I might squirrel him out. Yes. I look forward to my mini, mini wild card. Anyway. Yeah, it's a nice idea. So it's that, that Friday night, about 11pm, four or five beers in. <laughs> yeah, and flip it all on its head. Yeah. yeah. And of course, there's League Cup matches happening this week as well, so that will change things. So I'd advise to wait until later in the week to do any transfers, just in case there's any injuries or any players that really stand out. In those yeah. matches, um, sadly, Leighton Orient versus Tottenham has been postponed because Leighton Orient have got too many COVID people, <laughs> COVID people, ill people. Ah, oh, Well, good to chat anyway, lads. We'll uh, get back next week with a little mini episode update on our big leagues. In game week three feels like it could be a significant one. Absolutely, yeah. And let us know your thoughts on the best and worst of depictions of sport on TV and yeah. film. We want to hear from you uh, and I'm going to cram some more all or nothing into my face. <laughs> Enjoy that. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Please um, rate and review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get cross.